We got time. <laughs> it looks like you just put like chocolate whipped cream on your hand. I know. <laughs> it's just a brown silk scrunchie that's like giant. It, I like it because it makes it look like my bun is bigger than it actually is. Always got to have a bigger bun. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Big buns. Big buns save lives. Wait. No, thick thighs save lives. Is that what they say? I don't know. That's what they say. That's, That's what, what the children say. I mean, <laughs> is it? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Blair. And I'm Kirsten, and we are Mediocre, Mediocre Content. And it's way too close for Christmas for my comfort at this point. It's Christmas time. No! Stop that right now! The city. I don't know what that song is. Uh, oh. Uh, Ring-a-ling. Ring-a-ling. <laughs> Hear them ring. <laughs> you stop that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Only for some of us. I mean, some people don't celebrate Christmas, so they're like, whatever. That's true. You're but right. at the same time, <laughs> right. it's too close for me. I don't know any Hanukkah songs, though. I'm sorry. I do not know any Hanukkah songs. I also do not celebrate Hanukkah, though. Oh, wait. No, that's not true. We know the dreidel song. Oh, that's true. Oh, we my God. Song. A singular Hanukkah song. And there's also the Adam Sandler Hanukkah song Excuse from me? Saturday Night Live. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's 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 really not, it's good it's not it's funny but oh you know yeah okay i don't think i don't I'd know if that, that counts i don't yeah. know if that counts either. i'll send it to you it's good <laughs> i think you'll like it I, I feel like that's just what i've been missing in my life it you know? is. <laughs> a quality hanukkah song a quality hanukkah song maybe i don't know i sometimes yeah. i find it really hard to get into holiday music yeah you know that's fair yeah i feel like i'm feeling it this year because every time i hear it in the stores it does actually put me in a very good mood which good. is the first time in a really long time mm -hmm. but um yeah i don't know I we try all try to i try to limit my holiday music mm. until like from december 1st to december 25th so that mm. way it doesn't get too it's a lot out of control because they play it like you said everywhere everywhere um I also, one of my coworkers <laughs> told me, um, do you, okay, so if you're familiar with Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. you know that the guy who plays Sauron in Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. um, we can all hear in our head, like what his voice sounds like. Apparently in the past couple of years, he has decided that he wants to make a heavy metal Christmas album okay and it's <laughs> a big decision and i found it on spotify and it's actually just two songs oh it is little drummer boy oh boy and Noel, like the first noel and then there's a mm. second album with jingle hell <laughs> and then the other song is My Way by Frank Sinatra, which I don't believe is a Christmas song. Does not occur to me that that one. Why did they not do Carol of the Bells? I don't know. That's like the perfect one. I agree. Um, so if you're interested in that, it is 
hilarious <laughs> and so fun. And he has that like big booming voice. Right. right? So of it's course. like, it's perfect. It's so funny. <sighs> wow. It cracked me up. Let me it's a you. choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. I mean, I'm down for the really epic Carol of the Bells situation because I feel like that's a really aggressive song as it is. Right. So I'm that very surprised correct. that one wasn't chosen. I know. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Disappointing. Um, we're not sponsored by him in any way, but I just thought that <laughs> yeah. that would be super fun. Yeah. we're Actually, we're not sponsored by anything uh, other than ourselves. So, you know. And our... <laughs> Are, we're sponsored by ourselves mm. and our husbands oh, true. who do the ads for us. And <laughs> yeah. that's it. <laughs> that's their payment towards the system. And you know what? Right. We're very grateful because they do we a are. great job. And it's very funny, in my opinion, to hear them record together. <laughs> I agree. They do a great job. Yeah. And it's for free. <laughs> free. free. Anyway, um, I guess we should get started. Yeah, I should do um, the disclaimer. Okay. okay, go for it. Here we go. Um, we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> That's very <And> blunt. <laughs> we know nothing. <laughs> and you shouldn't listen to us unless you want to have a nice little fun time. Mm-hmm. And if you want to try and learn something, like we are trying to learn things very through our hard. Google searches, because we are ladies that Google. Indeed. Um then that's great. Please follow along. Thank you so much. Have a nice day. All right. And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding. We're going to go to good news. And Blair is also the good news. I am. So. <laughs> I am. Okay. So I thought this story was delightful and I'm going to share I it. I see everyone. the word cat and I'm automatically yes, into it's it. <laughs> so good. Okay. So with December being the most popular month for engagements and gift giving. Is it a really? Cat, a cat. Uh, yes, it is. Engagements? In January, I feel like the New Year's. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I see. For like gifts. It's like a gift. Okay. Gift of love. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess. A cat loving company is holding a contest to see which happy couple can come up with the most inventive and heartwarming way to include their cat in a marriage proposal. Oh my God. To the winner, the winner gets the cost of an engagement ring up to $4,750. And Felix Cat Insurance has several ideas to get the prospective proposers thinking. They suggest having your kitty walk into the room toting a ring on its collar or some variation of that theme. Cute. Starting today, any, and I think this came out like a week ago. Um, anyone planning to propose this December can privately share their engagement plans at felixperfectproposal.com, including how their kitty will be involved in the memorable milestone moment. Cute. The cat insurance brand will then select one lucky winner and their furry friend to receive the cost of an engagement ring with a celebratory package of cat treats, a plush champagne toy, and festive feline accessories should the cat be included. That's adorable. Our felines are family members, and just like your closest friends and family, we want to include them in celebrating meaningful moments like this, said Jamie Maxfield, marketing director and brand expert at Felix Cat Insurance. 
planning for the future can also bring challenges, which is why we're spreading holiday cheer by using the expense of this life milestone as you, your partner, and your furry friend embark on your new life together. Not only is Felix here to ease the expense of this core life event, we can also be there to every step forward of the of the way after every step of the way afterwards. I'm you so got sorry. it. <laughs> uh, the contest is not available in Washington. I'm assuming Washington D.C., but maybe Washington State or Sorry, Puerto man. Rico, and the drawing will take place on December 22nd. That's so cute. I love that. I thought so. I also like how they're making it about the cat appropriately, right? By not <laughs> all, giving you the cost of your engage of the engagement ring, but also giving the cat something as well. Yes, that's very important. You got to include them. And what a fun way! I, you know what? If I wasn't already married, I right. do that. <laughs> but... Right. Well, and we didn't have our cat. Well, yeah, we did. We had our cats before we got married. So yeah, that makes sense. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both yeah. of us. We got them like four months before we got married, mm. yeah. or before we got engaged. Sorry. I made myself sad because I realized, you know, it's so dumb. But I was like, yep. Cougar's gonna be 13. Puma's gonna be nine. Leeks is gonna be four. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my I'm goodness. struggling with the fact that my cats are three. Yeah, it's still rough. It's still rough. Yeah, I don't know, man. Well, uh, we're gonna move <laughs> right along from the sadness <laughs> of that last statement. That's right. So uh whether um or not you know it. Today we're talking about angels, because you know. Jesus in your life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about angels, and um, because it's the spirit of the season in a way. Uh, you have songs like the title that I that I put in, and lots of imagery. And even if you don't think that they attribute to the season, uh, there's a lot of religions that incorporate them. So this is. You know, we haven't talked about it yet. You're so right. We have not. Um, obviously, there's different interpretations. We've got, you know, moving statues and TV shows that are horrifying of angels. We have uh, flying eyeball wings in the sky. Um, have you not heard of this? No. Oh, wow. This is going to be a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> Thrilling, in fact. Um, I would also like to say, technically speaking, the real religion expert is Blair, despite the fact she clearly has not heard about the flying eyeballs. And now I'm a little worried that I said that. Um, First of all, religion expert in the fact that I minored in religion in college. Is huge not, expert. Not <laughs> if you have any questions, send them directly to Blair. No. <laughs> She knows a singular Hanukkah song and could totally help you out. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, but I think a great place to start, like with anything, is a definition, shall we? Okay. As we shall. As we shall. So according to the Oxford Dictionary, the word angel comes from the Old English ingle, ultimately via ecclesiastical latin from greek angelos which means messenger it is superseded in middle english by forms from old french angele 
In Hebrew, the term angel means the same thing, and moreover, the word angel and the word spirit are sometimes interchangeable. I love that SAT word you just used, ecclesiastical. Isn't it great? It's beautiful. It's a anyway, huge word. I love um, it. And if you're, if you're a biblical person, Ecclesiastes is mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. from ecclesiastical. Anyway, uh, but one has to be very careful for there are a few times when the term angel has nothing to do with the spiritual being at all and uh, can be very dependent on the context. It could be angel, could be human messenger, particularly in the Bible. So the book of Malachi, for example, um, 1.1 states that this is the message that the Lord gave to Israel through the prophet Malachi. And while it's obvious that an angel can be human or a heavenly, heavenly being, the term itself can kind of be generic. So just be mindful. Sometimes it has to do with context. Context clues. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, angel equals messenger. They've been with us for a very long time. Uh, Angels and angelic type beings have been recognized by humans since the dawn of civilization. We can find it all over literature, um, visuals, paintings, those kinds of things. And the archetype of communication between mortals and the divine angels or angelic type forms exists in almost every religion and culture in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. They appear as harbingers of death, or they can announce joyful and profound events. They can also be associated with catastrophic destruction, uh, protection of children as they sleep, tons of different potential interpretations, and maybe all simultaneously at the same time. (laughs) Um, Just to give you a different image other than the flying eyeballs, they've also appeared as wheels of fire, which is super cool. Um, sometimes wheel they- of <laughs> fire. <laughs> I would like to buy a vowel. Um, a. Oh a for angel. It's gonna cost you. <laughs> they can also be very human-like beings, um, full-on monsters. Like I get, it's a wide range that we're talking about here. I like that. Yeah. As we discussed, they have, of course, been portrayed in ancient art, movies, songs, uh, protectors, destroyers, beautiful, wonderful, whatever they are, there are many of them. Archaeologists have unearthed altars dedicated to winged guardian angels in Iraq in what was once Sumeria, dating from 3000 BC. Old stories go back even further, and the idea of the existence of unearthly beings, shining beings, predates the concept of a monotheistic god, which is the biblical one, sort of. Uh, don't yeah. want to get into no, that's that right, right now. Yeah. yeah. The ancient Zoroastrian faith had guardian angels called Fravashi and mentioned a great battle between um, angels, good and uh-huh. evil. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not only do the Islam, Jewish, and Christian faith feature angels, but mention the archangels, specifically Michael and Gabriel, or Jabril, if you, you know, it's spelled Gabriel in English, uh, G-A-B-R-I-E-L. The Jibril is J-I-B-R-I-L, by name. And those are ones that you will see in the Bible a lot. Mm -hmm. Angels come in all temperaments and types like we've discussed, and, uh, you know, all different types of features are described depending on which one that they are categorized are as, sorry, um, and we'll talk about a little bit of those categories later. 
They are told to have assisted in creation and destroyed things such as Lucifer, the morning star is what his name means, said to be God's favorite fell out of favor and became, quote, the prince of darkness as he become jealous of God. We'll talk about that later as well. Cool. Um, <laughs> and it was an angel who supposedly escorted Adam and Eve out of Eden after their little fruit incident. And an angel visited Mary to announce <laughs> the coming of Jesus. That, you know, small thing that everyone <laughs> believes to be a problem now. It's for women. chill. <laughs> it's Casual. fine. It's a small infraction involving fruit. It's, no it's big deal. okay. I, I get it. You know, it's tough out there. Um, and then, of course, uh, the angel Jibril with a J uh, dictated the Quran to Muhammad. So angels oh, yeah. are everywhere. They prophesize a lot. They bring a lot of messages. Sometimes they also say, get the heck out of my garden. It happens. Okay. It They're very busy beings. Uh, while it may be impossible to completely define the existence of angels or the time in history in which, you know, they kind of became as they are, as we think about them today, um, it's just kind of something that has become integrated in pretty much every culture for a very long time. Yes. Before 200 BC, the Hebrew concept of God was of a dualistic nature. In general, modern Western religion obviously views God as a benevolent deity equated with love and mercy, but in Isaiah 45, 7, God said, I make peace and create evil, displaying a role as both creator and destroyer, much like the Hindu Shiva or Aztec um, Kazal Kotel, which we've actually talked about in a stream uh, because we talked about mm -hmm. dragons uh, at the mm -hmm. time. And it's like this serpent bird dragon figure. Um, feel yes. free. That is on our YouTube. We do have a YouTube with all of our VODs from those streams. So if you want to talk about it or learn about him, uh, he is out there shameless self-plug oh absolutely um i'll just also plug the other platform we stream on which is twitch so you can find us there too if you want to talk to us live uh zoroaster which was a persian prophet uh, separated good and evil as oppositional forces 3500 years ago um and around that 200 bc with the hebrews they did change from dualistic um uh, to i guess monolithic uh, you know is a lot of changes, but angels occurred during the Judaic tradition, which was 450 BC, and that was after the Hebrews left Babylon and then brought the belief of angels with them in general. Gotcha. That's what they say. <clears throat> that's I our like best that. guess. Yeah, that's our yeah. best guess. <clears throat> in ancient times, angelic type beings appeared in various forms. Isis, the winged deity in Egypt, was obvious angel qualities, while Horus, the winged disc, which is just sad, you know, one, one was this, this beautiful winged deity and the other one was a disc, uh, resembles a member of an angelic host referred to as thrones or wheels of fire, which is where that concept, I think they're assuming kind of originated from. Interesting. Uh, the Greek Hermes and Roman Mercury sported wings as well and were also known as messengers of the gods. So if you know Greek mythology, that's a great way to equate it to what we know now. And of course, the Greek word angelo means messenger. If you've seen the movie Hercules, you know yes. Hermes as the guy with like the wings. And then also he has little wings on his shoes, which is Indeed. really cute. It makes him go faster. Uh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> like light up shoes today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the angelic suffix E-L means the shining one in Sumerian. 
Babylon used a similar suffix ELLU, as does Old Welsh to mean shining being, and in English and Anglo Saxon, ELF or ELF refers to a shining or radiant being, which is why we use the term ELF for lots of fantasy stuff as well. Uh, and then, of course, like we talked about, um, there's Michael, Gabriel, or Jabril, depending on which iteration you choose, Raphael, Uriel, and Rimiel, and other named archangels, all of multicultural shining one suffix, as does their word angel in general. So um, the next thing I kind of want to touch on briefly is something called the Book of Enoch, um, which also has um, kind of like monster-ish kind of imagery almost apparently. So according to the Book of Enoch, which is the ancient Hebrew work that is not accepted into biblical canon by other religions. Yes. Um, Angel. Fun fact, yeah. fun fact, really quick. Go for it. Um, Expert in the there house. Is a lot of, <laughs> there is a lot of canon that yes. has been omitted from the Bible or any other like major religious text yes. that was written. And it's so fun yes. to like go and see what could have been in the book, but was not in the book. It's, mm -hmm. it's the best. It's like deleted scenes from a movie, but it's, <laughs> it's so good. And there's like, anyway, anyway, that that's is, cool. That's all I wanted to say. It's super fun. Yeah, absolutely. And figuring, I'm sure figuring out how they somewhat connect and like where in the timeline that they were and right. stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> I think in college we read um, a excerpt of what would have been in the Bible mm. and it was written all about this woman who was like super powerful and um, she had a huge influence on like what was happening, but mm -hmm. they took that particular one out. I think that I don't know. I don't want to say it because I'm not. 100 no, it's fair. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But um, but it was like super fun and cool yeah. to read. And obviously the men didn't want that to be in there. So like, <laughs> that's a whole world. other drama. Um, <laughs> but anyway, continue, Kirsten. Go oh, ahead. sure, sure. So basically in the book of Enoch, angels were called Grigori or the Watchers, which is obviously very different from the messengers um, and introduced agriculture to humanity. In, in the book itself, this is the story that it, that's told about them. And they were considered tall, radiant beings that also instructed humans in the making of metal for weapons. But some of the Grigori overstepped the boundaries of friendship oh. with mankind. Yeah. It's called it's called the Gospel of Mary. There you go. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Um, and so they overstepped those boundaries and ended up uh, getting with a couple of human women uh, the daughters of Eve, of course, in that context, and monsters that were spawned of these, quote, unholy unions induced the wrath of God, who would then send the flood, which we've talked about in the Bible, which is Noah's Ark story, things like that, to destroy the world. And some UFO buffs believe that Gregory were actually extraterrestrial visitors who came to encourage Earth and its building of civilization so i just wanted to include that because i thought it was an interesting blend of like modern ufo theory a little bit of history a little bit of differences from messenger to watcher because the terminology is very different and also kind of spooky if i <laughs> if i had to say it is spooky um I agree. 
so I just kind of thought it was interesting and worth including there. <clears throat> so now uh, we're going to talk about the choirs of angels, because like I said, there are different kind of categories that are um, included here. Uh, the choir of angels are said to exist in a sphere of power that kind of encircle God. They are at mm -hmm. his disposal for use. Um, in the late 4th century AD, the church divided these groups into specific categories and will kind of go into depth in the second half. But just to kind of give you a little bit of a taste, um, they are separated into nine choirs of hosts that are groups of triads. So the first Ooh. group, yeah, it's it's very complex. My brain kind of exploded here. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so the first group is the seraphim, cherubim, and thrones. The second group is dominions, virtues, and powers. And then the final group is principalities, archangels, and then angels. So they are nice. angels are separate considerably in terms of type from the other okay. types. Yeah. Yeah. So European artists began to depict angels with wings in the 4th century AD, and in the 12th and 13th centuries, angels were, of course, very wildly popular. St. Francis of Assisi was visited by an angel, supposedly, specifically a seraphim with fiery wings, and between those wings appeared the form of a crucified man. Horrifying. Uh, St. Teresa of Avila, the visionary nun, saw a cherubim, beautiful in a fire, with pierce, who pierced her heart with a golden spear, feeling her with the sweetness and exquisite pain of the intensity of God's love. That gives Old Testament behavior. Indeed it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yep. unsure. <laughs> unsure. Um. Uh, in August 1914, so... I would say somewhat recently, so this is during World War One. Uh, I mean, Brit in terms of the Bible, it's definitely recently. Much anyway. more recent. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, British and French troops fell into retreat from the Germans during this time, and wounded soldiers reported angels in the field of battle. French soldiers thought they saw Michael, the archangel, while the British claimed they saw St. George, because of course they couldn't agree on it. But anyway, Michael and St. George are thought by some to be one and the same, so... It, oh interesting they, they're like no it's this one but realistically eh, synonymous yeah sure um regardless the men saw a tall blonde man specifically in golden armor with an air of calm serenity which was probably nice considering they were in war um in later reports the germans claimed they were unable to advance and that their horses turned and ran the angel became known as the angel of mons after the area in which the appearance took place it gives prince charming a little absolutely bit. carry me away <laughs> yeah i'm ready Not to diminish, like world war one because oh no awful a very terrible war for sure but, like this particular account is giving <laughs> Prince Charming. Yes. Come to saddle them away to the heavens. Yeah, exactly. Any hoodle. So all of that is angels in ancient times, uh, kind of giving you a as much of a well-rounded idea as I possibly can before we kind of talk about angels today, as well as those specific types, what they do, what their purpose is. And uh, we'll get into that in the second half. Yay. Hey man, did you hear Mediocre Content Podcast has more social platforms now? Whoa, no way. What do they need those for? I thought they barely had an email. 
Not sure, but they gotta be Delulu if they think that many people are trying to find them. Exactly. Well, I guess we should play into their delusion then. Here are the ways you can contact the NCP host, you know, if you really want to. Connect with NCP on Gmail, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you want to listen to podcasts. Or you can find all of their contacts by visiting Linktree slash Mediocre Content Podcast. Now good luck in the second half of the pod. You'll need it. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the break. Uh, we're going to continue with angels. We're talking yes. about uh, modern-ish day angels, how they're interpreted, and also about the different types that we briefly touched on before, so you can get an idea of what they might look like and what they do. So here we go. Today's angels. Uh, as you're probably aware, it's very prevalent in music, uh, books tv movie it's in media pretty much everywhere we also use them uh in our everyday things like if you go to a cemetery guaranteed you're going to see at least one angel statue somewhere especially this time of year not necessarily the cemetery thing that's year round but like this time of year in the december Mm -hmm. months we're definitely there's more religious stuff happening there's more um like decorations, obviously, obviously, all that stuff. Yeah, so, so you're going to see them everywhere. Obviously, the concept of angels is not restricted to religion, but of course, as Blair indicated, it's a very strong presence. And so um, here are some different takes on angels in today's culture. So UFologists, we're starting strong, uh, compared extraterrestrial visitors two angels, and many believe that they are synonymous with each other. They see spaceships and ancient depictions of spaceships as similar to thrones, uh, wheels of fire, which is what those are, radiant humanoid extraterrestrials coming to Earth to impart messages from beyond, uh, and often warning humanity of potential errors of their ways. Uh, Movies such as The The Day the Earth Stood Still do introduce an angelic uh, extraterrestrial Clado who attempts to bring peace to Earth by frightening humanity, which I think is a great way (laughs) to do that, with an awesome display of power personified by the great glowing robot Gort, which is a great name. So all in all... That is a great name. (laughs) uh, Gort's got something going. So yeah, um, ufologists uh, do believe that they exist, but not in the way that we think that they do religiously. You can also find these in comic books. Marvel is a great example, particularly in their X-Men series, um, in a character named Archangel, which is Ooh. it is exactly what you think it is. And if you know something about Marvel comic books, you probably know Archangel. I do not personally, and there's not a lot of information I brought to it, but I did just mention it for all of those who are interested in Marvel. I'm waiting <laughs> for the miniseries to come out on Disney+. Plus. I don't think that it exists yet, but I'm sure it will at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, Of course, at Christmas, um, you're going to see it as well. Uh, So there's um, It's a Wonderful Life, um, specifically, uh, is where Mm -hmm. this this reference comes from. 
And uh, it says, at Christmas, we all root for Clarence to succeed in saving George Bailey from despair in the film It's a Wonderful Life so that he can earn his wings. And so there's a lot of imagery. I've never actually seen that movie before. Me either, honestly. Okay. Yeah. It's on our list of like, we have this poster in our living room of like Uh, the top, um, like a hundred movies that mm-hmm. you need to see according to the IMDb database <laughs> and um shout out to Philip and Nicole for giving it to us last Christmas so cute um it's but it's a wonderful life is on there so I guess it's a good movie I mean apparently we're gonna it's find classic. out eventually yeah. yeah so anyway we also can name our children angel or we're being referred to as our beloved angels uh though I like the term hellions personally nurses and crotch goblins goblins. also a good rendition of what they might be called uh but nurses and emts can also be considered angels of mercy so there's your moniker blair and Eh. overall according to multiple surveys uh and 55 percent of just americans believe not just in angels but that they are directly influenced by them in their personal lives um so you know even even today very prevalent concept um and i don't think you notice it as much until things like this where you're just like oh it really is everywhere and so now um just because of your mind bias you will see them everywhere uh, after this pod so enjoy that i remember at one point in time seeing a lot of memes where it's like uh my guardian angel hates me yes i'm so wild or whatever (laughs) Yeah, my guardian angel's always at peace uh, because I do nothing and I sit at my house and <laughs> there's not a lot She's, going on. She likes, she probably was given a second person because you're so Yes, boring. that's right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> She's like, uh, I feel like I can take on more than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're now going to talk about the different types and some of them you might be like, oh, I know what that is. And then the other ones you're like, that's horrifying. And that's okay because... That's just life. So the first type of angel we're gonna talk about is called the seraphim, which means the fiery ones. It is the plural of the word serif. And these angels are mentioned in the Bible as having faces, hands, and feet. And each seraph has six wings, four of which they use to cover themselves in the presence of God as a sign of humility. And the other two they use to physically fly with. Allegedly, they cry out, holy, 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 and appear to worship God continuously and they are often the ones that are depicted in religious art and are considered the closest angels to god they encircle his throne emitting an intense fiery light that represents his love and seraphim are considered fiery serpents and not even the other divine beings are allowed to look at them which is pretty Mm. big you're pretty high up on the food chain Um, Don't look at me. Don't look at me. (laughs) Um, Allegedly, there's only four of them, and each has four faces also, which is horrifying. And when they come to Earth, they leave their serpent appearance behind, preferring tall, thin, clean-cut human embodiments. So you're saying they're chilling up in heaven. Yes. With, as snakes. Snake boys, yes. So this is giving, like dragon salazar slytherin vibe (laughs) oh i was thinking like (laughs) i mean could be yeah could be 
Yeah. Fire. Um, lots of wings. Yeah. No, that's it's, true. The four faces is what trips me up. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. That's, <laughs> that's like a lot of faces. personality disorder. Like, do they argue? Do right. they, are they all talking at once? Because that's loud. What's that is loud. What's four times four? 16? Mm-hmm. That's all holy, holy, holy at God's face 24 7, 365. Like, I know he doesn't count like, time like that, but still. Right. <laughs> I anyway. yeah I'm confused god I I need some explanation I'd please. be overwhelmed <laughs> like, I can you can you just shut your mouth maybe plural, maybe for one maybe moment that's maybe that's why he's god maybe like he can talk he can it. handle that kind of overstimulation and this is why I am not a deity <laughs> that's it, that's it. <laughs> this is the only reason <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Um, so then we have the cherubim, plural of cherub, of course, and this was one that you might have heard heard of before. Um, these angels are the keepers of celestial records and hold the knowledge of God. Uh, they are also sent to earth with tasks such as expelling humankind from the Garden of Eden, aka even Adam and their fruit situation. And ancient art depicts cherubim as sphinx-like winged creatures with human faces, not the cute little like Valentine babies with wings and things like that. They're not those cutesy Aww. characters, in fact. I like I like the cute little babies yes. with wings. But this made me think of, and tell me if you agree. The fact that they are considered sphinx-like with human faces made me mm. think of ancient Egypt and the yes. statues that they have. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? No, I agree. No, that's correct. Very yeah. interesting. Indeed. Also, it would be cute if they were like little kittens. Oh my God. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ah. Yeah. Um. So with these guys, uh, Ophaniel, Rickbeal, and Sophiel are all the names of cherubim that exist, allegedly. Um, and apparently there was a fourth, and they think that Lucifer, aka Satan, was one of them and was, of course, a fallen cherubim, but that he was part of that little quartet before all of that drama. So. That would also... Um explain like the typical depiction of satan with like the mm -hmm. um the tail like, i don't know the tail and the, and the horns yes yeah yeah sphinx like so okay. maybe instead of horns they yeah. were ears who knows possible um, thrones, and this is not the one in which you sit on but thrones appearance is perhaps the most bizarre of this first grouping because remember they're in thirds so you've got like the first three a second three and a third three um but yeah. they these are the ones <laughs> that i mentioned earlier where they are the great glowing wheels covered with eyes so if you've never seen this depiction oh. this is something that you might want to look up with um be gentle with yourself yeah just it's been flowing around now. It's becoming more popular to see this imagery, I think, than it has been in the past. I've seen it more prevalently depicted in this way. But um, the thrones serve God's, uh, they serve as God's chariot um, because they're wheels and dispense his judgment in order to carry out his desires for us. So a movement, which again, makes sense because they're giant wheels. I don't know why they have eyes. I feel like if your wheels... Um, 
that might be a problem if you're in movement, but if they're in the air, maybe not a big deal. I don't know. Fair. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we're now in the um, second grouping. So this is dominions or denominations, which is another word that we use to describe multiple types of even Christian faith denominations. Yes, that's correct. So the angels in this group uh, can exist in a state of transition between celestial and human worlds, and they are considered heavenly governors, attempting to strike a balance between matter of spirit, good and bad. Um, it's kind of like your middle management, in other words, <laughs> which is, you know, fair. Fine. Yeah. So they receive orders from the seraphim and the cherubim, and then they just kind of dish out these jobs as, quote, worker bee angels of the lower orders and their main purpose is just to make sure that the cosmos remains in order by sending down power to the heads of the government and their authoritative figures um and zadkiel sometimes called hashmal is considered the chief of this order interesting yeah uh next is the virtues and they are shaped like sparks of light and ch are in charge of maintaining the natural world inspiring living things in areas such as science so thanks virtues uh they also take orders from the angels above of course and convert them into miracles for those that are considered deserving and ah, i see yes because the, the virtues so right <laughs> it all makes sense, makes sense. Uh, but when they make themselves known to us in their earthly forms, they are considered as musicians, artists, healers, and scientists who work with the power of love as well as physics. So they're combining that, which is really cute. Hmm. And um, the two angels at the ascension of Jesus are believed to have been virtues. So Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, the final one oh in this God. What? Are you okay? <laughs> What? my desk is littered with cats right now and <laughs> i i like jinx i guess relaxed on the keyboard and now the screen is gone oh, oh there it is. perfect okay, we're good. good it is their podcast fine. after all it just like it just like disappeared and it was just my desktop and i'm just like where did it go perfect <laughs> and you didn't go anywhere either you were still on too that's great i yeah. love that for me okay <laughs> Uh, if your cats are ready, I can move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they can. They're good. Okay, Salem perfect. is fully asleep. Oh, no. <laughs> it's time for a nap. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the last one in this category are the powers. And in their celestial forms, powers appear like brightly colored hazy fumes in our border patrol, essentially, between heaven and earth. Uh, they are the angels Ooh. of, I know, right? This is why they're the angels of birth and death, because in both scenarios, you are kind of on that cusp of alive Transition. and heavenly. Um, they're kind of so like purgatory angels. Oh, yeah, sort of, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, some believe that if they you also believe in that. Right, right. right. <laughs> All yeah, of this yeah. is also to say, if you believe, <laughs> I would right, I guess no, we should have exactly. prefaced that. <laughs> um. Some people believe that they also preside over demons who wish to overthrow the world, while others, particularly St. Paul, thought the powers themselves were the evil ones. Um, but regardless, the powers are considered a group of experts serving as advisors in terms of religion, theology, and ideology. Mm -hmm. So I could see that, you know. 
the final grouping uh, starts with the principalities. The third group of angels is considered one ordinary humans will have the most interaction with because again, these are also tiered. So this is considered quote, the bottom tier of sorts. Mm-hmm. And in this first group, with the principalities, these are angelic beings shaped as rays of light. And just like a principal in school, these will also oversee everything going on. Uh, But don't call on them to help you. Uh, Archangels respond best when uh, dealing with, oh, sorry, I skipped over. Um, The principalities are the ones that are kind of guiding the entire world, nation, cities, etc., which is kind of where the religion and politics comes in and they also manage earthly duties of the angels below them which is the archangels which is the next category and um they just kind of rule over as more of a justice figure under the principalities so these are along the lines of guardians of all things physical they are most commonly mentioned because of michael gabriel and raphael who are considered the bible's versions of archangels (laughs) and also the ninja turtles absolutely and they're missing um uh michelangelo michelangelo yeah no they have michael uh raphael and i don't remember all of them leonardo leonardo Leonardo. dicaprio Mm -hmm. similar but different (laughs) Um, but archangels engage in spiritual warfare by fighting against demons or bringing messages from God. And um, these are all in separate categories as well. And there are seven. The warrior who's considered Michael, the healer, Raphael, the messenger is Gabriel, angel of beauty, Japhael, angel of nature and animals is Ariel, which is very cute. cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, angel of relationships is Shamiel and the angel of death is Azrael. And not to bring in my nerd value in here, however, uh, if you've played Diablo before, uh, Azrael is in the game. So anyway, um, and that's just my little tidbit. Uh, the final- I love that, thank you. Yeah, thank you, are welcome. <laughs> um, the final group in the final grouping is of course what we might just consider regular old angels um they are also guardians of people and all things physical and they are sent as well as messengers for humanity and this is where the personal guardian angels come in it's not the archangels you shouldn't just be calling Mm -hmm. michael help um it should just be your guardian angel and uh they protect and warn humans and act as the warriors uh, for those on behalf of God. Nice. I would like to mention two that aren't in the in this lineup. I call them honorable mentions um, mm. because uh, they're not advertised in this lineup, but I do think that they're worth talking about. The living creatures is one of them, and they are mentioned in Revelation 4, and it is possible that these are another class of cherubim, which is why it's just kind of an honorable mention. It's kind of like a spin-off story of the cherubim. Mm. Um, but their appearance is different than what they are uh, in a regular cherubim description, and they seem to function more as heavenly worship leaders that are constantly also surrounding the throne of God with the 24 elders. But that's like a whole nother... Oh. Yeah, it's yeah. like... Yeah. 
Um, and if you believe that the seraphim are the only ones chanting holy, holy around God, then you probably don't believe that because that would kind of defeat the purpose of that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, we have fallen angels, which we've briefly talked about. Um, but it's probably best not to call them a separate class, rather to say that there are good angels and fallen angels in terms of a classification. Uh, but the Bible does speak, of course, of the fall of Satan in a hell reserved for the, quote, devil and his angels. And some have tied together pieces from Isaiah 14, Revelation 9, and Revelation 12 to teach that when Satan rebelled, a third of the angels also went with him. Uh, however, the scripture is not entirely clear on that point. And what we can say is that some of the angels originally created good are now considered part of this demonic realm. Oh, good. Allegedly. Yeah, not sure. Um, Allegedly. Allegedly. I haven't asked him personally. Right. So I couldn't say. This is secondhand information. Yes. For sure. For sure. Uh, And that is also all to say if you believe in any of this in the first place. So (laughs) it's all with a grain of salt. I thought it was at least interesting to talk about since we are in a religious scene in the moment for December. Yeah. Um, so I hope that you enjoyed this. I had a really good time researching it. I think angels are cool. It's fun to experiment. It, they're everywhere in terms of our culture. But, you know. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you top your tree with an angel or a star? And I know you don't decorate yeah. typically because you're cats. But yeah. if you had to. We had a star previously. A star. Yeah, that's what, we, that's what but, we did too. But my grandma did top it with an angel. Okay. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm. She did indeed. Oh, uh, nice. If I remember correctly, uh, she had a red dress. Oh, nice. And, like blonde hair or something, but maybe I'm messing yeah. that up. I think I remember that as one of our Christmas toppers. Cool. What about you? Are you do a star? Yeah. We, yeah. my family was a star family and then we are currently a star family. I just ordered a cute one from Pottery Barn because it was on sale. Oh, you should have told me I have one we're not even using. I could have shipped to you. Oh. <laughs> It's literally so pretty. And the year that we bought it and I showed my mom, of course, she was like, oh my gosh, look. And she had the same one. Oh my God. (laughs) It was like, great minds, mom. Great minds. Love that for you guys. So if she ever needs a replacement, I've got it. Got it. Yeah. But that's all I have today. Well, Um, then we shall wrap it up like a good Christmas present. And... uh, Feel free to send us an email with any questions, comments, concerns, episode topic suggestions, or just, you know, say hey at mediocrecontentpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram or TikTok at mediocrecontentpodcast, or you can catch up with us every other Thursday on Twitch Twitch uh, for a very entertaining stream, and you can talk to us live about whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, at 3 p.m. PST, 6 p.m. EST, or 11 p.m. BST. And don't forget to rate us five stars anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please. We appreciate it. Um, we will also take four stars in the event that you're offering. But I will be a little um, sad about we will, it. <laughs> we will be negotiating three. I just want you to know that. Also, if you have comments, put those down there too. We'd yeah. love to hear them. Yeah. Um, or or read them, I guess, technically. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Have a lovely time this week and uh, happy Christmas season or Woo. whatever season you celebrate. Indeed. We'll see you next week, All guys. Right. Cheers. Cheers.